0: all right come on how are we doing 10 o'clock you feeling good good to be in church this morning right all right you're gonna to have to get as loud as you can help me welcome everyone who's here for the very first time as well as those who are joining us on the other side of those cameras for church this morning come on help me say hello to our first time guests everybody who's watching online we're so glad that you're with us this morning and uh what a thrill it is for me to jump into week two of running with the giants we've done this series before and our church is one we'll come back to. Uh, throughout the years occasionally. It's just an awesome, awesome series and a chance for us to study some of the heroes of our faith from the Bible and learn from them. And uh, shout out to Pastor Perry who crushed it last weekend, opening it up on Mother's Day, uh, talking out of, of uh, talking about Ruth and just a great message that he shared with us. In fact, I was a little jealous, honestly. Um, I, I had him preach because of First Wednesday and the amount of work I'd put into studying for for first Wednesday, and then uh, y'all, more of y'all showed up last weekend than like in the history of our church, except for Christmas and Easter, uh, just two people shy of 500. So apparently, Pastor Perry needs to preach more often around here. So I was literally I saw the numbers, like whatever, man, that's not cool. Uh, <laughs> and um, so he's uh, he's he's not gonna get to preach for a while. So um just I'm just kidding I'm just kidding knows uh, it is it was really cool in fact there there have been a lot of you um, since we started having services in person again in August uh, many many of you have uh, joined true life started attending true life I know a lot of you started online and found your way here in person and uh, I just want to tell you if you're watching online today and you're thinking about uh, coming and kicking the tires in person you'll you'll have a great experience and we can't wait to meet you uh, uh, for real and um, see you here and and it's fun and it's alive and come on Jesus is moving and all those things and um, you know, one of the things we've been talking about as a team, before I get into the message this morning, uh, we, we've kind of been trying to figure out how do we help all of these people who have, have kind of stepped into true life over the last year take their next step uh, spiritually. And for a lot of you, that is figuring out, like, should this be my church? And, and I, there, there's, a, there's a place where that happens. Like, you go from just going, like, yeah, I attend there, and I'm there on Sundays, to kind of having like some ownership and being like hey that 's my church i 'm a part of that church and uh, so we 've been trying to figure out how do we help people do that because our attendance metrics are way up the church is about thirty percent larger than it was a year ago um, but our percentage of people who are like going to life track and getting on a team and becoming members and all of that is is lagging pretty far behind and and so we, we kind of have a theory that Uh, especially on the heels of covid people don't want to be pointed just to a process or go take a class they want connection like they want to they want to connect with somebody and so in an effort to try to help people make that relational connection we're going to um try something new that we've never done before and it's going to happen on sunday june 6th that's the first sunday in june and we're calling it meet the leaders it's a free lunch come on how many like free food and um and we do it right like we don't do we don't do cheap Obviously, we know how to eat around here. All right, so um, so we're going to do this Meet the Leaders luncheon on Sunday, June 6th at 1 o'clock. You do have to sign up ahead of time. You can do it two ways. You can open up the app on your phone there, True Life Church of Newark, hit the events tab. You'll see the information there to sign up. Or you can just go to this website, truelife.church forward slash meet the leaders. Uh, there's a limited number of seats available because we wanna actually be able to connect, all right? We wanna be able to make a relational connection. So we're gonna try this. If it works and people love it, we'll do it again. Uh, if nobody likes it, we'll never do it again. Come on, that's what I love about our church. We're allowed to experiment, you right? Try things, do different things. Um, and so it'll just be me, Amanda, uh, our, our paid staff, and, um, and that's, that's it. We're gonna keep it small. We wanna have relational connection take place, let you hear our story. Kind of where the church is headed in the future. Let you ask questions, and we'll enjoy a meal together. So here's who this is for: if if like you already call True Life home, this is not for you. If you started attending in the last 12 months, all right, so May 2020 to May 2021 or June 2020 to June 2021. If you if you if you're new in the last 12 months and you've not already gone to Life Track, you haven't taken your next steps, and you're just trying to figure out like. I don't know, how do I feel about this place? And I'd like to meet the pastors. I'd like to know a little bit more about them. This is for you. And so I would ask, if you're already connected, please don't take a seat here. Um, if you need a free meal, we'll get you one a different way. All right, I promise. We got, we got options. Uh, so, so please don't take one of these seats. This is really for people who... Uh, they're they're kind of new to the church and they're trying to figure out we if we you're you're thinking like I don't I'm trying to decide if I like you or not and we get that we understand and um and so we'd like to hang out with you and decide if we like you as well all right so uh, I'm just, I'm kidding that's not what it is uh, so we'll have fun and share our story uh, and then uh, one other big piece of news I need to share with you begins next week here at at True Life and um, I'm sure most of you have heard this by now I'm sure you've seen the news reports but uh, there are pretty major changes to some of the things here in Delaware that begin this coming Friday. And one of them I would already shared with you, and that is the, the occupancy limits are going away. Uh, so they're no longer uh, limiting us to 50% or 60% of our occupancy limit. Just so you know, we've always been uh, well within that. That's why we went to three services when we did, was to try to make sure that we never had to worry about that. Um, but like this room is rated for 500 people um, and so there's plenty of space, uh, according to those occupancy limits, but those will go away, and um, and so will the six-foot distancing line. So, so next week, when you come to church, all these little things that you see on some of the rows, of the chairs, they're going, whoa, well, we're gonna, just go ahead and. I can't tell you how good this feels right now. I mean, there's just no words to tell you how amazing this feels. I'm just gonna keep tearing until it's too thick, you know? You know what I'm saying, like, we're getting close. I can rip a phone book in half. I don't, have I ever done that for you guys? No. I used to do it for school assemblies, you know? And um, I, can, I can do it, there's a method to it, but um, now I don't know what to do with this. Um, I'm just gonna lay it right here. All right, so those, those are gonna be gone. Thank you, Pastor Perry. You're the best, um, but you're not preaching for a while. Uh, so those are... <laughs> Those are gone, and then uh, just yesterday, or no, sorry, Friday, um, I'm sure y'all have heard the news that also this Friday the mask mandate um, is being lifted, and so those signs out there on the glass will go away uh, in an effort to to be responsible um, and balanced here. I just wanna tell you what the, the official guidance actually says is that the mask mandate is gone, but if you don't have immunity, you should continue to be careful about your distance between other people and, and wear a mask, or at least think about wearing a mask. Um, and so if, you're, if you've got immunity, uh, you don't need to worry about it. Um, but I just want to tell you here at True Life, nobody's going to be checking you at the door. And um, and I realize for some of you, you'd, you'd prefer that we do that. I'm just going to tell you we're not going to. And there's an online option if you're not comfortable in a room full of uh, unmasked people. So uh, I'm not trying to alienate anybody. I realize that creates emotional triggers for everybody, but that's the decision we've made. That's, that's how we're going to roll here at True Life. And I, for one, can't wait to douse my mask in kerosene or gasoline and light the sucker on fire. So, um, uh, so beginning next week, uh, one sentence that I've been dying to tell you for a long time. Uh, manage your own health, all right? So... <laughs> I heard somebody say, one of my friends said, if we don't have to wear masks, how are we all gonna judge each other? What are we gonna do? How are you gonna know which side of things you're on? And I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was funny, y'all didn't laugh, but I thought it was funny. Um, so uh, listen, I, I realize that for some of you that triggers different things, um, different feelings, different political ideologies. All I'm not, I'm not here to take a side on any of that. I'm just thankful for what it means for us as a church, and no matter what side of things you're on, I just gotta tell you, God's in control. He's got a plan. We gather to worship Him and to point our hearts towards Him, and we're gonna stay in our lane. We're gonna do what He's asked us to do. So, beginning next week, manage your own health. Like, Talk to your doctor. That's, I, I just wanna say this anyway. If you're making decisions about what you should do and how you, whether you mask or don't mask, all those kinds of things, I would, I would suggest you go talk to your, you should have a doctor. You should have a family doctor that helps you make medical decisions, and it should not be Dr. Google or Dr. Facebook. You should, like you should actually have a doc. All right, let's get into the message. Come on, you excited to hear God's word this morning? I know I'm excited to teach it, and I'm excited to get off that topic. All right, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. This is the backdrop for the Running with the Giants series. It really, the whole idea came from a book written by Dr. John Maxwell with the exact same title, Running with the Giants, where his, his whole scenario is, let's go find the heroes of the faith from the Bible, And let's figure out if each of them could give us a big life lesson that they'd want to share with us what would it be and so it's really built on this this scripture hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 therefore and anytime you see the word therefore in your bible it's it's referring back to whatever came before it so in this case it's referring back to hebrews chapter 11. i heard somebody say one time um, when you see the word therefore you should ask yourself what it's there for all right so so it's re- re- it's referencing back to hebrews chapter 11 which is the hall of fame of faith it gives us this list of great heroes in our bible and it says therefore since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses all these heroes now they're they're cheering for you they're pulling for you they want to see you uh, run the race that god has for you let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us so so god has a race for you to run there's a lane he's called you to be in, there's something he wants to do in your life, and we can learn from these great people how to do that. And and so that's really what this whole series is about. And Pastor Perry last week talked about Ruth. Today I want to talk to you about uh, a guy in your Bible by the name of Isaiah, a guy by the name of Isaiah. He shows up about 800 years before Jesus. Um, There's a whole book in your Bible called Isaiah, all right? So uh, Isaiah, um, he was a prophet. It's in the So that you can read all of his writings in the prophecy section of your Bible. There's major prophets, minor prophets. I don't have time to get into all that this morning. But uh, you can read everything from Isaiah in his book. Isaiah, if you want to get like the historical context and what was going on in, in culture, in, uh, in the Hebrew world, in, in their society during that time, that you can find the history around Isaiah uh, in the book of 2 Kings, like right around chapters 15 through 20 I think you'll you'll be able to find that so uh, so Isaiah was was what was called a prophet he's a prophet or another word that they would have had for him would have been a seer someone who sees things that nobody else can see somebody who sees things before they happen in fact Isaiah is unique as a prophet because he actually saw Jesus and and saw the crucifixion of Jesus in great detail 800 years before it actually happened. If you were a part of our What's Next series, there was a week on freedom that we, we used that passage of scripture from the book of Isaiah to talk about the crucifixion of Jesus and the freedom that he has purchased for us. So Isaiah sees what God is saying and doing and what God wants, he commu- that's a, as a prophet, then he would communicate that to the people. He was a seer. So I, I wanna use Isaiah's story, Isaiah's life a little bit today because I think all of us would do better if we could see what it is God wants for us and what it is God wants to accomplish in our life. And I don't think I'll be able to transform all of you into prophets today, but come on, how many think it'd be life would be a little better if we could see what God is up to, if we could have some clarity about what God wants in our lives? And uh, Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears are going to hear a voice. You're going to hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. I had a really fun moment with my son this week. We were hanging out uh, and, and we we're just talking and and I said, hey man, have you ever, you know, you ever felt like you heard God? And he's like, no, I don't, actually, I really don't feel like I've heard God speak to me yet. What, what, what does that sound like? And I said, well, have you ever had a moment where you, you feel like there's a little voice that's just telling you what you should do or or you're about to make a choice and there's this little voice kind of saying, hey, Ben, do this or, or, or don't do that. Let's, let's not go that direction. He was like, yeah. And I was like, I said, that's Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. And my son just went. He's like, I've heard him. I'm like, yeah, you have. I don't know if you always listen, but you've, heard, you've, definitely, you've definitely heard him. Come, come on, listen, there's always going to be a voice. If we're, if we're walking with Jesus, there's always going to be a voice trying to direct us and guide us and tell us which way to go, where we should go. And Isaiah needed this. This is very important for Isaiah because he, he, he lived and prophesied during a season of great uncertainty. And, and where things weren't necessarily going well, for the Hebrew people, for the Jewish people. In fact, I think if he, if he had one sentence to say to us this morning, he would say this, for, for the seasons in your life where you're struggling to make sense out of stuff. Anybody ever been there? Like I bet some of us are there right now. You're in a season where you're like, I don't, this doesn't add up, how do I make sense out of everything? And I just wanna tell you, if you're in a season where you're struggling to make sense out of everything, you are perfectly positioned for God to do something very powerful in your life. I think Isaiah would say, for for those moments, an encounter with God will change everything. It changes everything. In a season of uncertainty, Isaiah had an encounter with God that changed everything. And I wonder if you're having some God encounters in your life. I um, I think too many of us have an encounter with church You've met the church, you've had an experience. But listen, I need you to understand, everything that's here exists to get you to a place where you have an encounter with God. And you don't need to be here for that to happen. In fact, my prayer for you is that you would have lots of encounters with God when you're not here. Because I really believe that's what he wants for you. So Isaiah's in a, a season of great uncertainty. Uh, the nation is in a place of great pain. Um, and I think that, that becomes a, 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 a catalyst to get Isaiah into a place where he gets this vision from God. In fact, I want to say this to you. Our, our greatest pain can be, if you'll let it, it can be a catalyst for our greatest gain. You see what I did there? You Remember the old saying? No pain, no. Come on, Pastor Perry, what's the deal today? What's the deal? Like. <laughs> Is our coffee watered down or, like what's, go- come on, no pain, no, no pain, no gain, all right, that's the, that's the old saying. But listen, you, you you can actually work with God. God wants to leverage the pain. I wish I could tell you that there was a way you'd never experience pain in your life. Any, any person who's, who teaches the Bible who tells you that is lying to you and it's not good doctrine. The, the Bible does not teach that following Jesus means no pain in this life. It means no pain in the next life, but it doesn't mean no pain in this life. And, and when you're going through pain, the, the thing you've got to figure out is, what's God going to do with this? One of the things we've said around here through the years is, when, when something is happening to me, i got to get my head around, what does God want to do in me? What does God want to do in me and most people's reaction to pain is not to go to God most people's reaction to pain is to run away from God now I don't know what you run to but if you think about it there's probably something in your life that when you're in pain you run to something I know what I I know where I go I run to the refrigerator come on y'all I run to the drive-through I run to the Dunkin Donuts come on y'all I've had a lot of pain (laughs) <laughs> I had a lot of pain. But I, 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 can I just be transparent with you this morning? Is that okay? Like I don't know what you're, some of you run to the computer and you're clicking on stuff you shouldn't be clicking on. Some of you run to a drink. Some of you run to a substance. Some of you run back to an old relationship. Some of you get on Facebook and you start searching old flames. When you're hurting, you run to something. I'm just gonna tell you, your life will go better if in those seasons of pain you learn to run to God. Because most people's reaction is not to run to God. It's It's to run to something else. And Isaiah, in a season of pain for himself and for the entire nation of Israel, Isaiah chapter six, verse one, it says, in the year that King Uzziah died, now that's significant, because up to this point in history, Uzziah is probably the best king that Israel's ever had. He's not perfect, he sins, he falls, just like all the kings did. But he had, up to this point, he had done the best job of being obedient to God, of getting Israel on track to honor God and serve God and do what God wants for them. That They had enjoyed a season of blessing as a result and then he, he messes up himself and King Uzziah died. So when the leader dies, there's uncertainty, there's pain and it's in that moment that Isaiah has an encounter with God. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. So he saw Jesus, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, and they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, doorposts and thresholds shook. Y'all think music's loud at True Life. Come on the angels when they they would declare the glory and the holiness of God, that literally the foundations were were shaking, the thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke see that 's why we have smoke machines at church we 're just trying to make it well this is actually biblical all the old school stuff wasn 't biblical this is more biblical Come on I, I walked into our building last early this this past week and um Honest mistake, but somehow one of these machines had gotten left on, and um, and so I I hadn't been in the building physically on Monday. I came in Tuesday morning, and I came into the lobby and put my stuff down, and all of a sudden I was like, something's weird in here. So it's like it's like hazy in here, and um, so like for almost forty-eight hours our haze machines had been running, and I mean, I opened the door to the auditorium, y'all. It was like a bad fog. and then, and for a second, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, a, this is the glory of God. He is, He's shown up here at True Life. Revival is happening this weekend. I was like, oh God, I'm okay. I'm here to worship You. And then, as I got closer to the auto, the, the the platform, I could hear the machine like pumping out the. Ha- it was just the hazer. that was. It wasn't God. I Was disappointed. <laughs> so the. Isaiah has this, this moment of clarity about who, Jesus and who he is and how powerful he is, how holy he is. The foundations are shaking. The, the room fills up with this clouds where we get this idea. Charismatics would call it a glory cloud and the, just the glory of God. And, um, and so what it does for Isaiah is it gives him this moment of clarity. It's in this God encounter that he gets some clarity about what God wants and, and, and I, I want to I say this to you this morning. It's so important that you have God encounters in your life. Yeah. Because when we see God clearly, we can actually see ourselves clearly. Like, listen to me. You can't have an accurate picture of yourself until you have an accurate picture of God. That's right. That's right. I, heard, I heard somebody say it this way. We don't see things the way they are. We see things the way we are. Your, your view of everything going on in the world is through the lens of your life, your influences, everything that's ever happened to you. And I'm just gonna tell you, this world will distort your view of everything. And if you want clarity, you need a God encounter. Because when you see God clearly, he'll help you understand who you are, who you were meant to be, and what he wants for your life. Say amen if you're tracking with me so far. And Isaiah has this moment of clarity chapter 6 verse 5 says woe to me I cried I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips so here's a guy he's a pro he's a prophet and he's he's hearing from God and realizing oh I'm a mess I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. Here's the modern day translation of that. Isaiah says, oh my goodness, I'm jacked up, and oh my goodness, everybody else is jacked up too. The whole world is messed up. Sound accurate? And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Listen, if you wanna have God encounters, you're gonna to have to have some moments like this where you realize, I'm a mess. God's not a mess but I'm, a me- I'm when I'm in God encounters I'll be able to see more clearly and I can realize oh my goodness God I need you so bad You're going to have to listen if you want to have consistent God encounters you're going to have to be willing to take the mask off not the covid mask I know I know uh, not that one I'm talking about a metaphorical mask one where you where you let God deal with the real stuff that's going on in your life Everybody look at me right now. Listen, if your relationship with God is gonna grow and prosper, I need you to know something. God is gonna go there. Whatever your there is. And we all have one. And you you will not experience what God has for you unless you let him go there. That part of your life that you tend to go, God, I'll let you do anything. I'll let you deal with anything in my life. I'll let you speak to anything in my life, but just don't touch that. No, he needs that. Because until you let him go there, he's not really able to have lordship in your life. And a lot of times that there, whatever your there is, for most of us, that's tied to something in our past. It's an old wound. It's something you believed about yourself early on. Something somebody said to you, an experience that you had. And it shaped you. It shaped who you are Today, that's why we just spent a whole weekend, I'm so proud of those who participated in our Freedom Retreat here, people who spent 13 weeks in our Freedom Small Group curriculum and then, then capped it off with the, which some of y'all have done Freedom Small Groups, but you've never gone to a retreat, and really, I don't understand you, I just, I'm just being honest with you, why would you bake a cake and not ice it? Amen. Come on, why would you do that? I just, I do not understand, I'm just telling you that God wants to finish the work that he started in you, next time there's a retreat go finish go finish. and all 100 uh, percent of you if you call true life home you need to participate in two small groups you need to participate in fresh start you need to do that one first and then you need to go to freedom right. then you can go lead groups and you can go be a part of other groups but if you're trying to figure out what should i do where should i start you should start at fresh start and then you should go do freedom right. because what god wants to do is deal with your past so that he can start redeeming your future He wants to deal with, he wants to remove your past so he can redeem your future. And sometimes we don't want to run to God with our past because we're like, I don't really need God to remind me how bad I messed up. I don't really need that. I'm reminded of a book, a guy by the name of Philip Yancey. He wrote a book years ago called What's So Amazing About Grace? And in the opening chapter, he tells the story of a woman who had just through the course of life and some decisions she had made had found herself in just a really bad place. Uh, pregnant and, um, and hurting and uh, financially in ruin. And just, she, she just found herself in a really bad place. And somebody said to her, have you thought about going to talk to someone at a church? And her response was, why would I go there? I already feel bad enough about myself. Which breaks my heart that that sometimes that's how people feel about the body of Christ. Because God's not negative. God is not negative. He wants to settle your past so you can move on. He wants to bring healing from the things in your past so you can move on. Y'all are not amen and as good as I'm preaching right now. Come on. How many know your life would be better if you could get the past dealt with? That's right. That's right. Amen. Then one seraphim, one of the seraphim flew to, to Isaiah with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. The altars today, are, our altar is the cross of Jesus. And with it, he touched his unclean lips and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is paid for. See, that's what God wants to do. Your guilt gone, your sin paid for. Hey y'all, that's what the cross of Jesus does for us. Our guilt is gone, our sin is paid for. Why are you gonna spend your whole life trying to pay for it when he already paid for it? Let it go, let it go. So this is, I think this is Isaiah's kind of big moment, his God encounter, and then I think if he had some some words of encouragement for us. I think you'd say, when you start realizing how God feels about you, you'll start feeling different about yourself. And he said, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. I think in this this right here, verses six and eight, we get this picture of what can happen to us in a, in a God encounter. Just a few things. We'll be done here in just a second. I think Isaiah would say, hey, here's, in my God encounter, here's the first thing I learned is that God wants to reveal more of himself to you. He, and he does. As much as I think I know about God, I know that I've only scratched the surface. He is constantly revealing more of himself to me. And he constantly wants to reveal more of himself to you. There's more. There's more of him to understand. There's more of him to experience. And that's why Isaiah said, seek the Lord. Seek him while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah and said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When you seek me with all your heart. I mentioned we had freedom retreat here this weekend and uh, m- most of those, when I remember to show up, I, I speak for, that was an inside joke that only a couple people understood. Um, I, my, my job is always, I, I, and I love it, actually. It's the spot I want. I usually speak the opening session at our freedom retreats, and I'm really trying to convince everyone in attendance, hey, you will get out of this weekend exactly what you put into this weekend and God will respond to your expectations and your investment and hey y'all listen to me it's not just retreats it's not just conferences where God does that I just want to tell you your walk with Jesus right now you will get out of your walk with God exactly what you invest into it and exactly what you expect from it so here's the key if God is always wanting to reveal more of himself to me why would I miss that why wouldn't I just go all in go all like if if you wanna have consistent God encounters with your life that give you clarity, the kind of clarity Isaiah had, listen to me, you're gonna to have to go all in. Go all in. Go all in with what he has for you. If you're gonna be a part of a spiritual family, a part of a church, go all in. If you're gonna read your Bible, go all in. If you're gonna spend time in prayer, go all in. Well, what does that mean, Michael? Does it mean I have to read my Bible for an hour and pray for an hour? Well, like, at what point is it successful? No, 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 don't turn it into religion. It's not about checking things off of a list. It's about the condition of your heart and just figuring out at the end of each day that I pursue Jesus today, Amen. Did I go after God today. And see, the, the reason why some of us aren't all in is because you're too busy trying to control your own spiritual journey. Right. You're like, in fact, you even got it mapped out for God. You're like, okay, God, so I think the next thing that I need you to do is show me this, 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 and then I need you to blah, 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 blah. And you got like this list, and God's like, that's not how this works. Go all in. Go all in. I'm gonna tell you one of the ways you can know it, even how you respond when you're in corporate worship, when you're in church together. I just want you to know that actually kind of reveals how all in our hearts are. It, it really does. So some of us are just like, "Hmm." Well, I'm glad that they're lifting their hands and that they're having an emotional moment, but uh, that's not for me. Really. So like you get to remove pages of the Bible based on how you feel about things? I'm sorry, is that too harsh? Was that too harsh, Pastor Perry? So it's biblical worship for them, but it's not biblical worship for you? Am I stepping on any toes right now? Stop trying, stop trying. So what if instead of evaluating everybody else who's clapping, you clapped? What if instead of evaluating everybody else who's shouting or singing, you shouted and sang? What if instead of looking at the person who's lifting their hands because they're completely surrendered to God and they don't really care what you think? What if you got fully surrendered to God and stopped caring about what anybody thinks? Am I preaching right now? I feel like it feels a little. Can I get an organ up in here or something? Go all in. I didn't do this in the first service, but I feel like we're due. I feel like about once a year I need to do this and just help you. All right, y'all. So listen, it's okay. put your, Get your hands right here, like so. Because at the end of the service, we're gonna sing again. So watch, watch what happens. You move them a little. This is called clapping. You move them a little close, and then when you do it with a little speed, it makes some. So you go. yep. So look, look, look at that. You can. You did. Yay! Look at you. You did. And then you know, I know. For some reason, some of us think it's appropriate at a sporting event, but for some reason, it's not appropriate in God's house, where, you know, he already won, like beat the daylights out of the devil, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Like, wouldn't, why wouldn't I celebrate that? Why wouldn't I shout and be excited about that? Why wouldn't I, and then, and then I know, like, I know it's, I know some of you are like, oh, y'all want them hand-raising churches. I don't know how I feel about the hand-raising. But listen, I'm just, the Bible tells us to lift up holy hands. In the presence of God, it's. Been, I didn't write it, it's not my idea, it's in the Bible. I didn't like it either, well, not the first time I did. I remember going to church, having my Sunday where I was like, today's the day. Today's the day I'm raising my hands. I'm gonna worship, come on y'all. And then you wait for the moment, and then like, you know, just the right moment where you feel it and you're just like. "That's how I was. Then maybe you graduate to hold the baby, just hold the baby. I'm just right here. I'm just holding it. come on. Yeah? Then eventually you go to victory formation, you know? Just, just go all in. Because go, God has more to reveal to you. And the more you hold back, the longer it'll take for him to reveal himself to you. He wants to, but he's 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 okay. He's not gonna force himself on you. That's not he's gentle, he's kind. Go all in. The, the other thing, he, want, he wants to reveal more of himself to you. He also, he wants to change you. He wants to change you. All that stuff you don't like about yourself, he can change that. He can get you to a place where you're okay with yourself. Where you'll, you'll see what he's doing in your life. And that's, that's why I say, it, says, it says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. So God's saying, hey, come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the stuff in your, let's talk about the areas where you can change. Let's talk about how you can improve. Let's, let's, let's talk about how you lose your temper every time you get on I-95. Let's have a conversation about that. Let's talk about the sign language you're using. <laughs> can I be transparent with you? I'm doing some of this right now. I'm realizing, man, there's some stuff I haven't talked enough about. And so, God, I need your help. There, there's some junk in me that's it's, it's still affecting me. I didn't even realize it was affecting me. It says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they're red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Watch this. If you are willing and, come on, if you are and obedient, then you get to eat the best. Come on, I'm speaking my language right there. You get to eat the best from the land. First Peter 2, verse 2, like newborn babies, you gotta crave it, you gotta crave it. Pure spiritual milk, so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. Now that you've had a taste of the Lord's judgment? No. Anger? No. What? Kindness. Kindness it has got good things for you. So he's gonna, he wants to reveal more to me. He wants to change me. Here's the key to this one. Take, take your next step. Take your next step. He, he wants to reveal more to you, so you've you got to go all in. He also wants to change you. Chances are, you already know there's a step for you to take. You just haven't done it for some reason. Why not go ahead and do that today? I I don't know what your next step is. Maybe you've been kicking the tires on faith and Christianity and church and you've never given your heart to Jesus. Well, your next step would be to surrender your life to Him. Take that step. Maybe you've given your heart to Jesus but you're not connected to a spiritual family. Well, you need to find a church to join. I personally think this is a great option. I'm biased there's great churches all over our all over our city all over our region and if you're not loving it here we'll help you find one because I don't we don't need numbers for the sake of numbers we need a healthy kingdom join a small group get get into community with somebody serve on a team get your life about something bigger than yourself all of us have a next step to take some some of us need to get baptized next time there's water baptism. Take your faith public and let the whole world know. I, I shared an illustration on our first Wednesday a couple weeks ago about water baptism. Water baptism is just you going public with your faith and saying, I belong to Jesus and I don't care who knows about it. That's why we do water baptism. It's not a condition of salvation, it doesn't keep you from from heaven. And I don't know why I'm talking about this, because we don't have water baptism scheduled anytime soon, but I just feel like somebody needs to hear this. So I, I said this Wednesday night, um, can you go to heaven without water baptism? Sure. Can I be married without this wedding ring on? Yeah. My wife going to ask questions? And when we're, when we're withholding from taking our next steps, when we're withholding from taking that, going public with our faith, listen, this idea that my faith is private and personal, no, no, it's not, it's private and personal one time when you surrender your life to Jesus. After that, it's it's not meant to be private and personal. That I'm just, I'm, with all due respect, I need you to know the Bible does not support that one bit. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but God's plan is to use you, so, so you gotta take your next step. And if you're holding back from water baptism, it's the same question that my wife would have if I went around without this on. Why don't you want anybody to know? It's the same question. Take your next step. God wants to change you, so take the step. Here's the last one. I think Isaiah would say, hey, God has an assignment for you. What did he say? Who will go for me? Who can I send? And Isaiah says, I'll go. What do you want me to do? Listen to y'all, eyeballs right here. I need you to hear this. You are God's plan, you, and there's no plan B. You are his plan. He wants to change the world, how, you? The Lord is willing that none should perish. She, people need to come into relationship with Jesus Christ. How does he want that to happen? You. You and me. You and me. And, and chances are, you've known that. There, there's been something planted deep down in you. You just didn't know how to describe it. You didn't know how to put action to it. I was hanging out with a friend recently who said, I, I've known my whole life God wanted to do something special with me. And it just hasn't happened yet. I would argue God's already done special things through that person. But I said, well, maybe maybe now's the time. Maybe it's happening right now. God has an assignment for you. Isaiah chapter 60, verse one says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. How How many know that's the truth? Thick darkness is over all the people, but the Lord rises upon and his glory appears over you. Look, watch. And when I get in alignment with this and I accept my assignment from God, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew. Like you... Listen, I'm, I realize there's garbage from your past, but I'm just telling you when you stepped into relationship with Jesus, he created a new you. You get to start fresh in Christ Jesus so we can, come on y'all, so we can do, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. It's doing season right now, by the way, at True Life. We're we're on the verge of summertime. That means Serve Day is around the corner. Come on, that's that day where we put on those green T-shirts. We step out into our community and we become the hands and feet of Jesus to people, no strings attached. Listen, y'all can help us with that if you're aware of a family, a situation, a, a project where we could we we could make a. Here's the goal: we want to make a tangible difference in one day. So we've built handicap ramps on the front of people's houses. We one of my favorite stories was the first time we did this. There was a a woman who was on, I think, her second or third tour of duty in Iraq. And while she was serving overseas, we came in and put a whole new deck on the back. Her deck was falling apart. We put a whole new deck, refinished the whole thing on the back of her house just to say to honor and serve her. We've we've fixed gutters and doors and cleaned up lawns and uh, just whatever anything we can find to just go do the good things that God planned for us long ago I feel like you all should be getting excited while I talk about this right now come on I, I love these moments these opportunities where we get to go be the hands and feet of Jesus this is coming up in July I'm, I'm talking about it early because you're our best resource to find these opportunities pastor Perry will be up here in a minute he'll tell you about the connection card use the connection card let us know if there's an area to serve. By the way, it's not for you, with all due respect. Serve day is not about our church, it's not about us, it's about our community. We go out and serve, so don't, please don't use the connection card to be like, I can use a deck. The answer is no, all right? We can talk about that outside of serve day if you really need help, but serve day is about our community. Y'all, y'all with me? You tracking with me, all right? So here's the key, if God has an assignment for me, I need to figure out what that is. Discover my purpose. Discover what God has put in me, how he has uniquely wired me to go make a difference because I'm his plan. I'm his plan. Y'all, you can look in the mirror with confidence, not arrogance, but you can look in the mirror with confidence and say, "I'm, I'm God's plan. He wants to use me. And so I need to know my purpose. I need to know my assignment so I can fulfill it can't fulfill it until you know what it is. You've got to discover your purpose. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes all across the room this morning? It's 11.05. I'm wrapping up right on time, so just hang with me for one more minute. I want to ask you a question. Have you taken the next step of surrendering your life to Jesus? Is He your Is He your Savior? is the Lord of your life. If you're in this room listening or you're watching online this morning, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. This is the best time. This is the best moment to make that decision and surrender your life to Jesus. Why don't you just do it right now? You can just talk to him. I'll help you with the words. Just say, Jesus, today I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I surrender to you. I believe you gave your life on the cross and you paid for the sin of humanity and I believe three days later you rose from the dead and you conquered the curse and the power of sin. Today I receive everything that you have for me. I am a Christian. I am saved. From this day on, my life belongs to you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. If you prayed that, prayer with me just now for the first time ever. Listen carefully when Pastor Perry comes back out and talks to you about connection cards. He'll have some instruction for you. For each and every other person that's in the room, you you already have a relationship with Jesus. I just, I want to ask you, are y'all in? Are y'all in? What's holding you back? Are Are you taking your next step? Are you pursuing God encounters so that you can get clarity around your purpose, your assignment? And I want you to wrestle with the tension of those questions this morning. And watch this. You'll get a next step. God will give you a next step, so, so take it. So Heavenly Father, I lift up each and every person who's listening to this message today, God. Some of us, for, for some reason, we, we have a relationship with you, but we're not all in. I pray that we would go all in today. God, some of of us have been holding back. We haven't been taking our next steps. And so we're not experiencing the change that we could be experiencing. I pray today we would take our next steps. And God, I pray that each and every person listening to this message right now, God, if they've not already engaged in a process to find their purpose, that they would do that. God, that there would be clarity around the assignment that you have for each and every life because we are your plan and we want to fulfill the calling you have for us in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on and everybody said.